Hi, and welcome to the Mouse and More podcast. I'm Chris, and tonight I'm joined by Tony, Liza, Adam, Crystal, and Bridget. Hi, guys. Hey. Hey. Hi. How is everyone? Pretty good. Great. Tony Tony had his new job, started his new job today. Yes, he did. Now, are are your hands a little sore from twirling that sign? They are. Okay. Yeah. All right. I figured as much. I I know that you were wearing like the little short shorts on the side of the road. I thought that was a little much, but I figure whatever. It's your dream. Well, you know, I color coordinate them with my roller skates, so. (laughs) I like it. I like it a lot. Okay. So tonight we're going to do a new story. Some interesting things came out over the week between Christmas and New Year's, and we thought we would talk about them. So I'm going to start right away with Liza. Liza, what's your story? Oh my goodness. Well, everybody get ready because the Regal Eagle Smokehouse is coming to Epcot in the American Pavilion, and it is going to be hosted by none other than Sam the Eagle, the beloved Muppet, whom we all love and adore. I love Sam the Eagle. So I was super excited when I saw this. Is it quick service or table? It's a fast, casual restaurant. So I'm assuming it's quick service. Okay. All right. Have they put out a menu yet? It's just barbecue and craft beers, it says. So I'm not a barbecue fan, but I'm a huge Muppets fan. So I would go here just for Sam the Eagle. I'm not even playing. If the chickens are there, that's a plus. And and just so you know, most of the barbecue there uh, that they're serving, the meat is free-range Muppet. So uh, they oh, would uh, That cages. makes me feel less guilty when I eat one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I wonder, though, because you know how every time they have, like, food and wine or whatever, you know, festival they have, they always have, like, that little barbecue kiosk. It's never really that good. I'm hoping if it's – if those people are behind it, I'm hoping it's a little better. Okay. They have actually released some of the menu items. Yes. Okay. So they've got a South Carolina smoked sausage. Tangy Ooh. mustard sauce, caramelized onions. That looks pretty good. They've got a plant-based option, which that's nice. The plant-based um, hot dog over at Casey's is pretty good. So maybe it'll be something like that. Um, Kansas City smoked chicken. They got a dry rub pork rib. North Carolina chopped smoked pork butt. You know, mm. you get a big platter of it. It looks like a pretty good portion it it reminds me of the polite pig how they serve them on those trays like that so i'm hoping it's pretty good they have a a plant-based barbecue burger that's what it is huh okay i would be interested i will try it and let you know whenever it opens next winter well this winter it's coming 2020 winter 2020 it'll be open which seems like such a long ways away like Uh, six weeks (laughs) probably mm. I, I bet it, it opens open. pretty soon. I yeah. hope so. I, I, I hope it does because we need something there. That last restaurant that they had there, it was just such a skip it. Kind of depressing. It, it was, was like so going depressing. into a like a, a like a little quick service location at a bus station. Yeah, it was I mean, nothing like anybody would want to stop in. And this, it's giving us some life here. I'm really happy. We are known for barbecue in the South. But also in America. So I salute you. So I I don't want any more bacon maple cupcakes, though. 
I've no, those gone. were pretty bad. Those they were, were like universally scorned. Okay, well, so. their desserts. Disgusting. They have banana pudding as a dessert. Okay. A s'mores brownie. Mm. Or you can get like a watermelon garnished with mint. Oh, that oh, sounds good. That's that's nice. Yeah, that's and all an of idea. the cocktails and alcohols and craft brews, they're all going to be from the U.S. So everything's pretty United States there. So I'm really excited about it. I just really, really hope that the Muppets are there. Yeah, that would be super cute. I just hope that the Voices of Liberty don't smell like barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna, they're gonna be singing and have some baked beans dripping off their dress. There, like I had to take a lunch break. I'm sorry. I think that unfortunately we're just gonna get uh, Sam in like the marketing materials for it. Um, but I, I really love the fact that it is uh, listed as the Sam Centennial Cookoff. A salute to all cook-offs, but mostly barbecue, which is a little play on some of his uh, 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 text from the Muppets 3D adventure. You know what yes. I, I would like? I would like for the menus on the quick service screens, you know, the, how they roll the different items up. But I wish that Sam the Eagle would start hopping by, like, up there and interrupting the menu. <laughs> I just love him. I well, my kid oh, okay. came in and like laughed about what I just oh, said. Okay. <laughs> and she said, I love Sam the Eagle. <laughs> but she does, because who doesn't? Everybody loves Sam the Eagle. You, you know that Disney will take the opportunity to, to market uh, and put his face on T-shirts and memorabilia without really incorporating the Muppets in any other way. That's yeah. fine. I'll buy it. All right. I hope that they have. I wish they would have like a little animatronic Sam the Eagle, just like occasionally just popping out and like interrupting things. That would be the best. Mm -hmm. Or if he could be interactive, I I would love that. Oh yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. I like how you get a little American flag in every on the plate, (laughs) like he holds. You know, it's so cute. I'm really happy though. I'm really excited that we're getting this. Yay, Sam. Okay, I'm going to go to Tony because this is kind of a big deal. Tell us all about it, Tony. It is. So if you have ever traveled with children and you've done the Disney dining plan uh, and you've used it for quick services, uh, you may have noticed that there was no real differentiation between children's quick service and adults' quick service. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, if you were a family of four and you were there for five nights, you just had 20 quick service entitlements. And you would be able to order any combination of adult and kids meals uh, that you may have wanted. Um, Suddenly, uh, it is now being noted uh, on your receipt that there is a difference between the kids. um, And when I say kids, that is between ages three and nine, because we know that everyone in Disney speak is an adult if you're over 10. Uh, The kids meals and adults entitlements um, are now... uh, noted as different uh, in your uh, meal entitlement uh, dining plan record or bucket or whatever you want to call it. So, um, you know, for years, Disney has has said that children between three and nine must order off of the uh, kids menu. But as far as quick services go, that was never really enforced. Uh, You know, you could order, uh, you know, we used to order chicken nuggets, an adult size menu uh, uh, item and have the kids split it. And then we only used three adult meals, you know, three quick, three tables, three quick service entitlements and not four because 
we didn't want the kids to each have their own meal. They didn't eat that much. Um, but it, it seems now that the system has finally come on uh, that will allow the differences to be noted. Um, so uh, that, that's going to be a big change for a lot of people. They always could have changed it. They always had the ability, right? Something made them change it now. So, um, but yeah, I remember when I first started out as a TA, that was something you could tell clients and they were like, they were always shocked, you know, but it was like a very useful piece of information. So it's too bad. It was a nice savings, but go enjoy your four nuggets, kids. Yeah. All good things must come to an end. All good things must come to an end. Obviously. Those kids' meals can be really small, especially if you're talking like an eight or nine-year-old. So that was yeah. a nice bonus. Go ahead. You were going to say something, Crystal? No, I'm just, you know, it's just, especially at that tween age, yeah. I just feel like this is a real big, this is a real big issue. And there should have been a little bit of leniency. I think that they left it lenient for a while because of that, right. because of because of this particular because of that particular issue however i guess you can't you really can't uh get upset if they're doing what they're supposed to be doing right i mean yes. those were the rules all along no I, it's just it's always different between quick service and sit down and i never really dabbled that much in the quick service to be honest i never used the quick service dining plan per se um so i just i i I don't know. I'm, your family I'm disappointed. Likes, your family likes to eat, so you guys always done the deluxe dining plan. So those credits, it was a credit regardless. It didn't matter. But, you know, for people on the regular dining plan, I, I think for some people this is a big change because there are families who use that dining plan, those quick service credits, to kind of stretch their meals. I have lots of clients who will say, you know, I have a three and a five-year-old, they're going to split an adult meal. And and I get it, but now they can't do that. On the other hand, you you have to honestly say the dining plan price for children on the regular dining plan is so low. I mean, it's it's not even as much generally as one character meal. So, I mean, it was already a pretty good deal, but it's not, you know, that's something that offsets whether or not you get it now, frankly. You know what I think my main issue is with this is yeah. Disney of late, um, it, their announcements or lack thereof. Right. You know they they seem to they just started enforcing this. You yeah. know with yeah. no real announcement. No. Um, you know there's going to be a story where we talk about the buses and the gondolas. They just dropped it like all of a sudden as of today, effective immediately. This is the new deal uh, with bus service. Um, you know, with Hollywood Studios, that today is Monday, uh, January sixth. They made an announcement this morning that they were keeping the park open one hour later than than was listed. Um, you know, it, uh, of the past couple of weeks, they've been putting. You know, for the next three days, Hollywood Studios will have extended hours. For the next, you know, four days, they will have extended hours. Now they're getting to the point where they're making the announcement the day of when people are already in the parks and might have their plans. It's like, does Disney not have the foresight? to put out the the uh, information to their guests who are paying good money you know and and who aren't getting notifications in a timely manner you're just you're just dropping this in people's laps i don't mind them giving us an extra hour to me that's just like okay bonus you know if if you didn't plan on that extra hour ahead of time it really doesn't matter it's just something additional to me the quick service thing kind of an issue. More than that, I think the gondola thing, and we'll talk about that in a little bit because that's Crystal's story 
Um, the gondola thing to me is a bigger issue, but but you, you know, know what? Even even from the the non client side of things, uh, you talk about that extra hour not being a big deal for a guest. But what if you're that single mom who's working at Hollywood Studios and you've right. got childcare? You're planning on the park closing at eight, and then all of a sudden you're dropping a, a, a you know at ten o'clock in the morning. Oh, by the way, the park's going to be open till nine. Well, you, and it's you know. It's not necessarily the single mom having to deal with all that. It's the person right above her who's having to scurry around and get extra people to work. So right. you do. But I, I know for a fact that like in a lot of these jobs, you know, like, you know, I'll, I'll talk to friends and I'll be like, when can we get together? And they're like, well, I'm getting off at five, but I might not see you till seven. You know, there's a lot of that at Disney World. You know, we're used to our kind of. Well, not so much us from the full-time TA side, but I know, you know, Tony, you're probably used to being able to get off at five normally, but that's not a Disney life at all. But, you know, you know, to me, there's so many changes going on at Disney World right now. It's almost too much. There's, and it's all good stuff, right? You know, it's a new resort here, a couple of restaurants there, all these new rides, but I don't think any, those of us who followed Disney for like the past decade or so, I, we're not used to this. I mean, the Fantasyland open, uh, expansion opened in 2012. They didn't really have anything for a while. And we were thrilled with that, you know. But now it's like every few months, there's a media event and there's an opening. There's a lot of changes. Um, maybe after 2021, things maybe slow down. I don't know. Um, I'm not complaining about getting another attraction necessarily, but there's a lot going on. Okay, let's move over to Adam. What do you have? All right, so Epcot, as we all know, is transitioning from something to something else. And part of what the transition is, is Mouse Gear has closed in its current location, and they have a temporary Mouse Gear nearby. Tony says it looks a little bit like a Target store. I don't, I don't mind it. It's, Ooh, it is like what Target. it is right now. It's, it's all, it's an open space. It's you know where everything is. It's not permanent. They will eventually be renovating the old mouse gear into a new gift shop experience. But uh, I don't know if it's going to be called mouse gear. I'm not sure if that's going to say the same or not. So that's a new change. And then Mickey Mouse is meeting in a new location. He is in the queue area, the waiting room area, you could call it, for the theater that's at the Imagination Pavilion where they play the Pixar short film festival because of the closing of innovation or innoventions um, buildings, they had to move Mickey mouse around. So Mickey mouse moved to the Pixar, like I just said, the Pixar short film festival area and joy from joy, uh, joy is from people gosh. still go into that. In, inside Out? Inside Out. Joy from Inside Out has moved to the meet and greet area for the Imagination Pavilion, joining uh, Wreck-It Ralph and P- Vanellope and those uh, I don't those mind people. Wreck-It Ralph. But isn't, aren't you the one who just despises that movie Inside Out? Me? Yes. I don't like it. Oh, I, I love hate it. I, I can't stand that movie. I can't I love stand it. it. It was like the whole time I was like, Really? I know. I, I love it. Oh my god, it made me cry. I was like, did it really? Bing Bong needs yes. to disappear. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bing Bong was upsetting, but everything else, and like, I did not identify with any of them except either. disgust. And my kids were like, "Like this." My kids were pretty little, though. And they were like, "Mom, you're disgust." And I'm like, "I know." 
<laughs> but my my kids didn't like that movie either. They were like, uh, "This is awful." I was like, "Yeah, it's pretty bad." Yeah, but it was so like, where did somebody come up with that idea? I don't know. I thought the concept was nice, but I didn't like the delivery of it. But I'm glad that Mickey is going into the Pixar Short Film Festival area because I would rather go over there to see Mickey than see the Pixar Short Film Festival. I was just never, I thought that was just a waste of time whenever you could see those anywhere. It felt like, I agree. yeah, it was just a waste of a space. So I'm really glad that there's another place to meet Mickey because you always need extra places to meet Mickey because maybe there won't be a long line over there or something. And I know that the whole front of that park, it looks like it's unrecognizable. Yeah, it's kind of weird walking in. It's so it's, weird. It's it's okay until you get past Spaceship Earth and it's it's not good. And even like, you know, like they move the stage, you know, like they have the gospel choir that comes in during Christmas. They moved them to the front of when you enter the World Showcase. I mean, it'll be nice to see it get back to normal. So, Chris, did you go through DCA when they did their big renovation California Venture? Oh, what year was that? This was like 2007 through 2011. And it was a long time period, but it's the same thing where they have to close down a lot, yeah. a lot of construction walls. I mean, it, it's better than closing down the whole park. They're not going to do that. So, Do you know, I did not, to answer your question, I didn't go there until 20, 2012. Okay. First so, time, yeah. So you saw Cars Land and such. That was your first time. I did. That was my first time and it was phenomenal. Okay. So. Yeah, I mean, it just this is what happens when you have a working theme park and you got construction. It's yeah, uh, it's just it's just strange because you know you've gone I've gone there so many years of my life, and then all of a sudden you go in there and there's all these walls up everywhere. It's just totally different, but that's okay. I'm okay with the change of it. I know, I know it'll be better, and it needed to be updated desperately. So. I'm glad, but I'm also not sad to see Pixar shorts go, and I won't have to see joy and sadness as I walk through that area anymore. Mm. You'll just get, I'll hang out with you and I can, you know, I can give you all those feelings. Joy, sadness. No sadness. (laughs) Disgust. I don't need, yeah, I don't need any sadness, but anger, I get that sometimes. Yeah, that's true. Okay, Bridget, you have some good news for people. So Disney has dropped some um, new promotions for spring and summer. Um, One is a small window of free dining. Um, So there's like two check-in dates in um, June and two in July. And then August 29th is another um, a little bit of a longer stint for free dining. Um, So you would have to check in on those dates. I think, I forget what the June ones are. I know July is like 5th to the uh, 7th. June um, is the 27th and the 28th. So you have to check in on exactly. one of those days. So they're super, super small, but you'd have to check in on those, like those little, win- in within those little windows. Um, and then there's also a kids eat free discount that is out. Um, so it, um, anyone under the age of nine would eat free. Um, a client of mine ended up saving like a thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah. He has three kids and, um, all under the age of nine and he saved himself a thousand dollars with it. It was better than the room discount that came out. So, um, so there's a room discount also, which is up to 25% off, um, your room reservation. So, and those are for kids eat free and the room, um, discount they're for, uh, spring and summer kids eat free is mostly summer. So is it a small window of dates? 
it's not as as small as the other one no because free dining i mean you have a little window to slide into and that's it it is it's true you did and there were but there were a lot of rooms offered like we booked because our annual passes expire in july we ended up booking free dining from our family and we saved $1,300. And that's even staying at a value. Oh, yeah. You'll save money for sure. I mean, if, you, mm-hmm. if you've if you got a family of five like you do, Chris, oh, yeah. yeah. It's it's definitely saving you money. I mean, it's free food. I mean, it's... it's right. We and you're normally, only paying your, like, gratuities and right. any extra drinks that you're getting. So it's we, definitely worth... We normally don't get, get the dining plan because we have annual passes. So, you know, free dining doesn't happen for us. But it just... It worked out perfectly. Like the kids and the, everyone's passes are expiring literally the day before. So we thought, you know, we'll just take our tickets and upgrade to our annual passes. And um, yeah, it's, you can't beat it. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a room discount offer that is running for most stays between April 1st and September 12th. So that's just a room discount. The discount percentages vary. So you would want to contact your travel agent to see if your dates would apply. Um, they can get you the best price. So I had people who got great deals. And then I had some where there was nothing I could find, like the first week of August. And one other thing I'm noticing is at club level, it used to be club level rooms you could get a discount. I think because of that extra fast pass offer they have where you can pay $50 per person for a minimum mm. of three days, get an extra, get three more fast passes. To me, that's filling up club level. I have not seen discounts. Yeah, club level, the extra fast passes. I totally think that's what's going on. Yeah, it's I think so too. It's a good thing if you could do club level. Right. It's 100% worth it. Yeah, it's like having a VIP tour but paying a fraction of the price. I mean, yeah, you don't have someone taking you around. But, you know, for a family of four, $200 a day, even over a period of five days, you know, you're getting more rides that you can really do that day. So it's amazing. Yeah, it is. Okay. All righty. Well, that's interesting. And I hope people got good deals. And I know you guys worked hard to get deals for your clients. Up next, I'm going to go with Crystal. And this is kind of our big story for the night. So no pressure, Crystal. Mm-hmm. Well, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but life is all about balance and so if you are staying at a resort on the new Skyliner line congratulations you have a beautiful new functional safe transportation system yay at your disposal yay um however as of Sunday January 5th those resorts will now have very limited bus service to Epcot and Hollywood Studios from your resort, meaning one bus per hour. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's not that's not what I wanted to hear. To so, right? Wait a minute. So they're trying to like cattle prod everybody over there. You go right on those gondolas over there because they're trying to cut back on the buses. Clearly, that's what's going on. But what if people are sick? Oh, my gosh. One bus an hour? I yeah, if people I think that people aren't using the gondola system as much as they want them to. I was going to say, are the buses really crowded from those locations? 
I, you know, we didn't ride the bus from Art of Animation over Christmas week one time to Epcot or Hollywood Studios. It just, the, the gondola is super efficient. You know, the, the lines move really, really fast. And a lot of times you don't even have to share a gondola with anyone. You're by yourself, with your family, whatever. So it's like really calm and quiet. You're not crushed with other people. It is brilliant. So I can't speak to that, but I will tell you, we we wrote it. And it even made just going back and forth. Like we would be like, oh, well, let's eat in Epcot. And even though we were at Hollywood Studios, we would take the sort of, you know, out of the way we'd go on the gondola. But maybe people aren't using them. I don't know. But maybe the lines were really fast because there were four buses an hour and a bunch of people were taking the buses as well. And that's that's what I'm thinking. Like the selfish part of me is like, yes, I feel bad that there are people who are deathly afraid of heights. But now it means there are going to be more people on my gondola. And right now my gondola is my gondola. You know, it's perfect. I love it. It's It's my gondola. So it's got the Chris Wood plaque on hers. It needs one, actually. That would I don't, be great. Yeah, I'm telling you, those are. I'm I'm a big fan of like order and cleanliness, and and to me, these <laughs> gondolas are the, they're new. The, they're like the epitome of that. Give them a few so, years; they'll smell. You know, like I tomorrow. just, I just, I can't see Disney at eight o'clock in the morning when there are two hundred people in line yeah. for the bus to uh, Epcot at Pop, and that one bus pulls up and. 50 people load on it. That's it for till nine o'clock. Now you've got 150 people waiting yeah. in that bus line, mm. which by the time nine o'clock rolls around is going to be now 250, 300 people. Mm. They're going to make it, those 150 people march over to the gondola. Yeah. Well, like, and for some people, that's a haul. Like if you paid for a premium location, a preferred location at, say, Pop Century, which is closer to the lobby and to the buses, and then all of a sudden you're told you have to walk on the opposite side. You oh, know. my gosh. Think about Caribbean Beach. Caribbean Oh, yeah. Beach. Okay. So that's a whole – that is a whole other problem because, like, when I was up in the gondola the other day – I looked over and I thought, gosh, you know, some of these rooms are really, really oh, far from the gondola. They are so far, especially the ones by the food court, like the yeah. preferred rooms. They're not by that station. They're like way over there. So yeah. unless they're getting golf cart rides over to the, I mean, you're trucking it. Well, and the other thing too is that, you know, like it would make sense to go ahead and say, like Tony said, during peak times, okay, we're running continuous buses like they would for Magic or for Animal Kingdom. Yeah. But then when things slow down, like after 10 or so, then maybe say, well, here's your one bus or, you know, whatever. The other problem is the whole point of the gondolas is to reduce congestion. But if I tell someone you have to take a gondola instead of a bus. Maybe that guy goes and gets in his car. So, you know, that's another well, issue. I mean, if you're really afraid of heights or you you're got not like getting in the gondola issue, or you've got like some other sort of issue, maybe, or you're with a kid with sensory issues or something like that, yeah. just won't get on it. Or a kid in general yeah. that's scared of something like that, mm-hmm. you know, own person. I don't like this being the... I'm not a fan of the Skyliner, just not for me. Like I'm like a hesitant person to get into one of these. It's just doesn't look comfortable for me. Like you're going to be I surprised. Really, like it. I maybe yes. You, I'm sure. However, um, I don't like this being my main source of transportation to those parks. Right. I would like the choice. 
I mean, yeah, I guess no. I still mm-hmm. have it. I guess I still have it, but hmm. on the other hand, they've really made it limited. So I will say, though, that the service to the bus service to Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom is the same as it's always been from these resorts. And these resorts being Pop, Riviera, Caribbean Beach, and Art of Animation, just to make that clear. So that won't be affected at all. It's just the bus service to Epcot and Hollywood. So Hollywood Studios. I don't know. Basically 50% of the places where you're going. <laughs> well, yeah, basically. I'm kidding. <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I think that when you have things like this happen, I do think that Disney basically will, um, you know, they adjust. You know, if it doesn't work, they'll they'll adjust. And, of course, all the buses, everything is on GPS. So, you know, they can be told, okay, we've got a riot happening over at Pop Century. You need oh, to send more buses. You know, nice. they'll accommodate them. As ones who have ridden this road, ridden, I don't know, the whatever, the Skyliner before, do you think it can handle the load of people, like the bulk of people riding that? Are you are you just saying people per hour, or are like you t- just, saying the like weight I, of humanity? No, not the weight. I think the bulk. Yeah, hour. I don't actually. I don't think it can. I I I think right now it's and Tony made a good point about everybody being on the bus, um, and that's why it moves so quickly. I don't think so. I will say though, several times, you know, leaving the parks, the line was longer. Like at one point, there the line was out past, you know, at Epcot, it was out past um, entryway into the, well, it was long. Um, anyway, I can't describe it. But anyway, it was really long. And I thought, gosh, it's going to take forever. It maybe took 15 minutes. So it was fast. They're really efficient. Even when people are loading, you know, uh, wheelchairs or ECVs, they were pretty quick. So, but people are going to have their opinions about this for sure. It's going to be pretty dramatic, I think. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's interesting to see how it affects everything. Yeah. My mom's not going to be happy, I can tell you that. Will she go in it? <laughs> I mean, I guess if she has no choice, but if when she finds out about this, it's just going to be bad. She loves the buses. She, she's a, yeah. she is a big fan of taking the bus and staying at Pop Century. And now to find out that she's going to have to go on that thing because she's scared of heights. She really doesn't right. like things that are dangling in the air i don't like them either really i'm i'm really not a fan of it and so now thinking about having to ride that especially in summertime should it just be suspended in the middle of the day for some reason that would be kind of bad it would be really bad and then you don't have another option unless you want to wait every other hour it looks like i'll be driving i'll tell you what it isn't great when it's super rainy because we we were uh, you know it rained all Christmas week and it was a little like windy at times, but it was fine. But I could see like in really bad storms in the summertime, will though they'll have to close them down obviously. So then mm-hmm. what happens then? And then I guess there was like there was nothing we haven't heard yet if the same hour. Well, I guess it would be every hour from the parks as well. So should be interesting. Ugh. That's awful because I just think about all the times that we've had to wait for a bus. Yeah. At like, especially studios. Mm-hmm. And you just, it like it never comes and it's miserable. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, like I said, the experience in December was fantastic. We just, we loved it. We couldn't have been happier. And we got back and forth so quickly. And I told somebody the other day, like, 
you know how Disney will tell you, you know, give yourself an hour and a half to get to your dining. Well, we would give ourselves like a half hour, you know, depending on where we, if we were going back over to Epcot or over to Hollywood Studios, we'd be like, oh, a half hour is good. So someone else mentioned something interesting to me about Riviera, which is they share a bus with Caribbean Beach. So, you know. Riviera is being sold as like this higher end, you know, super nice resort, but already you're taking some options away from Riviera. And then on top of it all, they're sharing a bus with Caribbean beach. So I don't, I don't love that. Yeah. That's, there's, I mean, there's a lot of sharing going on already at Caribbean beach. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. Yep. Should be interesting. Maybe they'll start giving us some discounts on pop century again. Because those discounts have been hard to come by, and I think part of it is the gondola. Mm-hmm. Still a fan, love it. Well, unless it gets congested and somebody's in your car. I know somebody I don't like. Oh, I <laughs> Look can't. At that guy. I can't imagine this. Oh my god! Like this. that's my stool stuck You're up s- there. You're sitting You're in, in my, my way. Seat. You're in my seat. <laughs> don't you see my name? Do you know what's weird? Is okay. They they seat ten, right? And I remember we were making jokes. No okay, way. I don't see ten. No, people they in that seat. Thing. They do because we were in there one day with like eight people, and it was like a different family. So it was our family and their family. We were all chatting because you know you're in a closed space. You're going to have a conversation, and um, well, we are. You know, we were talking about it, and I said, you know, initially I thought it would have to be like ten supermodels, but. It's really 10 people. I mean, there was, we were comfortable with eight people in there. We could have easily fit two more normal sized people. So I think that, really? you know, yeah, it's pretty roomy. I was oh, in there's it. There's no way I'm riding that thing in the, in a hundred degrees. There's, it's just not, I can't. Uh, we're going to have to see. I mean, I don't, th- you know, it was when I wrote it in September it was September was really ungodly hot. And it was fine. It was fine. Even for the short amount of time, like I think it stopped about five or six minutes. We didn't, we didn't really notice it because we were hanging over Buena Vista drive and panicking, but you know, (laughs) it's a little scary. (laughs) Like that's the worst place to stop when you're just like crossing one of the roads and you're like, Oh my God, you know, there's no grass. Cause in your head, you know, you're thinking a gondola drops, you're going to softly fall into the grass. But if you're on a, you know, if you're over a road, you're going to like land on a car. I don't know. That's where my mind goes on those things. So anyway, it's nice. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> and this is a look into Christina's psyche. <laughs> you know, I don't think I've ever gotten on a gondola and I'm not, I'm not afraid of heights. That is not, even though I'm a big chicken and don't want to go on Space Mountain, it's not because of the height. It's there's other issues I have, but like, so I'm not afraid of heights. I don't think I've ever looked at a gondola or the wires and not thought this could this could fall. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm oh, telling yeah. you, it's free. Especially when you're hanging over water. It's like, yeah. hey. but I wonder too. Like I said to Kevin, I was like, okay, if it falls in the water, do we have to kick the door out? Yeah, like how does that work? Do they have like, <laughs> do they have floaties? The glass? They might have floaties under God. the seat with the pee bags. No, I'm having anxiety no just They're thinking just about this. Oh, no way. So first of all, <laughs> if it hits the water, your gondola is going to sink, right? Oh, it's totally. It's like it's going to be watertight. It's not like a little ball. You're just going to go roll to the side. <laughs> I don't <laughs> you know. know. I think. One of those big, you know, hamster balls. <laughs> it might. What if it has like this thing and like all this stuff like airbags pop out and then you just kind of float and Neil Patrick Harris comes on the speaker and tells you it's going to be okay. <laughs> That's what I want. 
And your magic band cues them in who it is, so they'll say your name. It's going to oh, be okay, Liza. Liza. It's going to be okay. <laughs> the best way to calm you. <laughs> MPH. That's all I need. MPH and some inflatable things around the bottom of it. I don't know. I don't know why you're not an Imagineer. I Better should. yet, an inflatable NPH. <laughs> that would be He just floats out. NPH is head. <laughs> it's just a big Neil Patrick Harris head, just like <laughs> just floating. Fine. I'm with you guys, Bridget and Crystal. It freaks me out. I'm not even writing it the one time. It was night, but it wasn't hot outside. But I know in the daytime, in the heat of the summer, if that's my only option and I'm standing outside waiting at one t- one bus an hour, I- I'm going to get my car if I drove. Or just take an Uber. You know, in fairness, you really can't say just take an Uber to a family who has saved and saved and saved and then... They're on a tight budget. No, you can't. No, right. you can't. You really no. can't. I mean, and I get what you're saying because a and, lot and of times, you know, you do that. But and Disney, Disney themselves, you know, uh, champions the fact that you don't need to rent transportation or use transportation because it's all complimentary and it's provided, except for the fact that now we're going to constrain some of it. Right, <laughs> right. But I'm still going back. I'm going to spend my money there. It doesn't matter. And you're going to stay at Pop because you'd like that one, right? That's right. Okay, I think that's it for tonight. I'm going to have Tony close the show. All right. As always, The Mouse and More is sponsored by Main Street and More Travel. If you're thinking of traveling to a Disney destination, or any destination for that matter, reach out to Main Street and More and let Chris connect you with the right agent for your needs. You can find us out on the interwebs, Adam's manning the Twitters, and Liza's got the Instas under control. You can join us on our Facebook group, The Mouse and More Podcast. On behalf of Chris, Liza, Bridget, Adam, and Crystal, this is Tony, and we are The Mouse and More Podcast. Thanks for listening. Wow, that was so official. That was very awesome. That is fantastic. That was great. That was well done. Yeah, now we finally have a good close. God, I feel like <laughs> 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 he's like real excited. Like, right. that was really good. Tony did a really good closing. Thank you. Yeah, Mark. Don't Again. tell him. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you got it.